Hey listeners, I'm your host Michelle. And I'm Bella. And you're listening to AdLib. Charlie, a high-strung, openly gay overthinker, and Nick, a cheerful, soft-hearted rugby player, one day are made to sit together at their all-boys school. They quickly become friends, and soon Charlie's falling hard for Nick, even though he doesn't think he has a chance. But love works in surprising ways, and Nick is more interested in Charlie than either of them realized. And that is the plot. <laughs> Welcome to episode two of AdLib. Heartstopper by Alice Oseman. Yay! What a journey it has been. <laughs> a quick journey. <laughs> a day's journey. Literally a day. Um, I didn't expect to go through these books so quickly. No, neither did I. Um, there's, there's four out. There's four volumes. Yeah. And they're graphic novels. And each took me maybe like 20-ish minutes to read. Yeah. I'd say the same. I was, um, I haven't had much experience reading graphic novels, so I did really have to stop myself from, like, just flying through the dialogue, and I was like, maybe I should look at, you know. Analyze the pictures. Right, maybe I should look at the <laughs> pictures, because it is a graphic novel, yeah. but, I don't know, have you read a lot of graphic novels? Well, I had a, I had a class last semester that was, like, analyzing children's books, mm. and um, my professor had us read a couple of graphic novels, so gotcha. a little bit. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it was interesting though. I feel like I feel like I it was an enjoyable, an enjoyable reading experience. It was nice not having to like think as much. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. It was like it was really just a nice like you could focus on the story a lot more and still feel accomplished yeah. because you read like four books oh my god my story graph was like girl you're on a roll i was like "Eh." definitely the type of thing to get you out of like a reading slump oh for sure yeah and i could definitely see these as being good like if you're reading really if you're into like really big books like these would be really good buffers yeah just like if you're not ready to dive into a really like heavy book or a really big book these are these are great and they have a great show adaptations to go with them (laughs) also very short and quick very short and quick it was eight episodes each like 25 to 30 minutes maybe yeah which i was kind of shocked by at first just Mm -hmm. because i think i'm used to really long form tv especially since like netflix originals are usually like an hour yeah or more yeah but i mean also i guess if we're gonna look at like the length of the novels versus the tv show it kind of it does line up once you think about it yeah short digestible easy reads still enjoyable though overall so great yeah i'd give it a solid like maybe 8.5 9 out of 10 okay i'd say the same i feel like it was just like it was so different from things i usually read and things i usually watch and it was just Mm -hmm. like fun yeah you know like it is more up my alley i would say mm -hmm. it's romance it's lgbt you are a romance girly (laughs) So I was very much enjoying it. Yeah. I'm not usually into romance, so I was kind of scared. But, I mean, I feel like with with it being, like, a graphic novel, I feel like it was, I mean, it was romance, but I feel like it was so different than, like, other romance that I've read, mm-hmm. where it was just, like, easy to get into. 
Like, I didn't, you didn't have to really, like, build it up, anything up much. Like, I just kind of was, like, accepting of everything. <laughs> yeah. So it was, like, one of the, one of the romance, like, one of the only romances I read that I really enjoyed. So. It's a pretty song. Yeah. Um, do we want to start off with casting again? Surely. Um, I guess we could start off with our, <laughs> our two main guys. Nick and Charlie. Yes. We can start with Charlie since he's more of the main character. Yeah. Charlie Spring. Charlie Spring. Who's he played by, Bella? Charlie Spring is played by the one and only Joe Locke. I believe that's how you say his last name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly how I pictured Charlie. Yeah, I know. I like it's really like. I think part of the the like issue is here since it's a graphic novel. You have like the picture of what the character is supposed to look like, so it's it's harder to like deviate from mm-hmm. that picture. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where Alice or whoever the casting director is for the show pulled these actors from, but they look exactly like their characters. I know. It it's was crazy. Kind of, it was kind of scary. Like, I noticed especially with Charlie Nick. and Nick. Yeah. Like, whoa. Holy moly. They're exactly the way they're drawn. It's like they plucked them right out of the book. It's almost like she casted them and then drew them. Yeah. Like, it's, it's so that crazy. accurate. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I feel like we can't even complain about Nick or Charlie. Like, it's perfect even their personalities and everything so spot on I feel like um Charlie especially like Charlie there are moments in the novel itself where it's a lot of like internal stuff Mm -hmm. happening with him because a lot of it is like directly from his perspective Mm -hmm. and it's I mean it's clear in the novel but it's also like it's kind of tough when it's just like Like, I know there's a few parts where he's kind of going through things internally, and it's a lot of, like, she uses the, um, like, broken picture drawing a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I get what she's hinting at, but, like, what is, like, what is Charlie actually looking like Mm -hmm. when he's, like, going through these moments of, like, internal... Because it's harder to picture when you're, like, drawing one specific scene. Yeah, and, like, I feel like there's a lot of pages that are really just so abstract, but, like, when I saw like Charlie in the show having these like internal crisis moments it was like so perfect yeah like it was like it made me completely understand everything that was happening with him like in the novel it's so interesting how how well it translated yeah I thought Nick and Charlie were perfect 100% yeah okay (laughs) easy so Nicholas Nick Nelson yes is played by he's played by Kit Connor also 100% perfect yeah I mean, like, I, yeah, like, literally perfect. I did, I don't know, I think Nick is drawn a little bit taller in the comics, but, like, I'm not gonna I can't really be nitpicky with that kind of stuff. No, no. I thought they were great. I don't know how old they are, the actors, Uh, um, but they looked, they looked to be about the same age. Yeah, this was, like, the first time I've ever seen, like, a high school. I know, yeah. Like, TV show with high school age actors. Yeah. Yeah, I said Stranger Things, but like that's right. <laughs> well, Stranger Things is pushing it a little bit with yeah, before. A <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I think like the age was great, the appearance was great. I mean, they looked they looked like Nick and Charlie should look like a bunch of like sixteen year olds. Kid is eighteen. There we go. That's perfect. Let's see how old, how old is Joe. Joe He's gotta is be around the eighteen same age. also. Yeah. So that was see, good. That's good. I love when People are casted to be the right age. Aren't they supposed to be a little younger, though? Um, Maybe, but not, like, by much. Yeah, I, I think, think, like, 16, 17, but... 
I think maybe, uh, I also don't understand British school. Oh, yeah. No idea. They say year 10. I don't know if that means, like, junior in high school or... I don't know. Year 10, I assumed was, like, sophomore because it's, like, 10th grade. But I don't know if that's true or not. Is that, is that me being stupid? (laughs) I don't know because Charlie is, no, sorry. Nick is a year older than Charlie. Yes. Yeah. Like in He's the, in year 11. Yes. Right? And then Charlie, Charlie's year 10. Year 10. And I think Charlie, when it's Charlie's birthday, does I think he turns 16. Oh, there was a 15 on his button. Oh, shit. He's 15? Right? And then, yeah, and then Harry turns 16. It was his sweet 16 party. Oh, you're right. Look at us. So wait, maybe it's not so over here. <laughs> I don't understand. Oh. I said then you're... 10 would technically be freshman for us, right? I guess so, yeah. Because we were 15. 15. That's true, freshman. You're in 15. All right. Wow. Relevations <laughs> are happening. <laughs> so I am not understanding the schooling system as well as I thought I did. Sorry to the British people. Um, We don't get it. But. As dumb Americans. <laughs> I mean, I'd say, yeah, they're a few years older than Charlie and Nick, but. They, but they look, still look. They look young enough. Yeah, yeah. Your, your face doesn't really change until you're like older, older. Yeah, they both have baby faces. Yeah, so it works. Um, I also feel like we get a lot of uh, Charlie's friends, mm-hmm. and I feel like they were all casted really well too, like completely well. Yeah. Um, I guess we can ad- also addressing. Uh, one of. Charlie's friends is replaced with another friend in the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, I guess, is a deviation. One of Charlie's friends, Aled, Aled, I think I'm going to go with Aled. I'm going to go with Aled. Aled. In, replaced by Isaac yes. in the TV show. Yes. Which, I thought I, I thought Isaac was good. Like, he sure. was just kind of he like... He wasn't really in it much, so no. I don't think it really mattered. Because, yeah, I also feel like, like Aled kind of played that same role in the comics, right. so right. I, I get why... She made that replacement. But, I mean, for the ones who were in the comics, it was Tao, it was L, Tara, Tara, Darcy. I feel like they were all casted. They were all casted well, too. Yeah, they pretty much looked like what I thought. Yeah. Um, who else is important? Ben. Oh, yeah. I don't know about Ben, actually. Ben? I guess he kind of looks... Ben yeah. is played by Sebastian Croft. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I hold on. Well, in the, I, I, I need have to look at a picture. Yeah, of him. I have the first page of um, Heart Supper pulled up now, and compared to Charlie, Charlie is the dark hair, and Ben actually has light hair. And I believe in the TV show, he has like he also has brown hair. Yeah, it's like a light brown. Yeah. So I guess I mean it's tough because it's in black and white. So I guess that could right. be it. Could be a light brown. It could be a blonde. Oh, here he is. Okay. I see him. Yes. He looks like a generic, like, white boy to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's kind of what Ben was. Like, right. Ben really, he, there wasn't much dimension to him. Right. He so. was just, like, this closeted um, bully-type character, yeah. I would say. Um, a little mm. aggressive. <laughs> a little. <laughs> a lot of aggressive. Um, um. <laughs> not bad. Yeah. But... I thought he was, you know, he served the role. I think sure, it's interesting sure. uh, comparing, like, characters in a regular book versus a graphic novel to, like, their castings. Yeah. Because it's really, it's 
so much more like concrete it's, it's more like black and white yeah. do they look like them or do they not look like them <laughs> you had one job right <laughs> you know? and so i feel like also like casting people for these roles i mm-hmm. guess you're more likely to cast people that look a lot more like them because you literally have the image of what they're supposed to look like yeah books are very much more up to interpretation mm-hmm. yeah and a lot for of people sure. just ignore what the author writes down yeah and i feel like the appearance of book characters versus graphic novel characters like it almost doesn't matter as much Mm -hmm. because like you said it's so much more up to interpretation so like everybody's gonna have a different idea of what a character looked like whereas like we have the exact same idea of what nick looks like and charlie looks like and everybody who's ever read these books have the exact same picture so if they don't (laughs) match the picture that's so interesting yeah you're not really gonna make anybody happy Mm -hmm. so I don't know. I thought they did a great job, though. Yeah, casting on point. Yeah, very good. No, uh, no big complaints. Um, I loved that Olivia Coleman, though. Was yes, it? Yes, She's yes, yes, She's so yes. good. I screeched. I love her. <laughs> the first thing I did was text Bella that <laughs> Olivia Coleman was playing Nick's mom. I just love her. So excited. I just love that woman so much. And she was great. I mean, honestly, yeah. I went, ba- I went back into the comics to like look at Nick's mom mm-hmm. and like. She looks a lot like her. (laughs) Like, it's kind of, like, the appearance, like... Oh, I'm in the wrong volume. (laughs) Oh, girl. Yeah, it's pretty uncanny. I I definitely can see it. Can you? I can see it. Can you? I can. can. She's got, like... I feel like Olivia Coleman has a very defined face. Maybe so. Picture her with, like, blonde hair. Yeah, the only thing different was the hair. But I guess, same thing with Ben. But I mean, Nick, I don't know. Whatever. I just love Olivia it's really Coleman. Not, yeah. I forgive them because yeah. it's Olivia Coleman. Yeah. And it's also like, it's not like she was a main character. Right. right. Whereas we constantly see her image. Mm-hmm. It's like we see it kind of in the background. And then she has that one important scene with Nick. Right. But I mean, it's not, it really didn't hinder anything yeah. for me. Same with like Charlie's parents. They're not really in it that right. much. Right. Right. They become more important later, in the later volumes. Yes. Yeah, but... um, One of the castings, though, that... I I don't know. I went back and looked at the picture of him, and it kind of, like... It looked slightly different to me was Harry. Oh. Harry was a lot scrawnier in the TV show than, like... I I think he was... I thought he looked (laughs) exactly alike. Really? Maybe I just imagined him... Or, like, I remember him bigger because he was kind of like the, like bully. the bully of the yeah. I don't know <laughs> no hate to the who is the actor let's see who's the actor the actor was <laughs> no shade to no shade to oh my god where is he Cormac Hyde Corin a name what a name Cormac no shade to Cormac See, but he, he kind of looks scrawny in the book, too. That's reference. Yeah. He looks he looks exactly like the Harry in the Okay, show. I take it back. I think I just, like, <laughs> that's the other thing. It's like, I know what these people look like, but I guess he I... He just has, like, a bigger personality, so I feel like yeah. him being, like, small doesn't really fit doesn't that really personality. Match up to his, yeah. That makes sense. But... Other than that, he was just as annoying. <laughs> oh, just as annoying. Um... Just as mean. Just... I feel like even more annoying. You even could, more mean. Yeah. You could say that. So, Cormac did his job. <laughs> Shout out to Cormac. 
the rent was due for Mr. Gormack. And he, he brought that check home. He did. Yeah. He, uh, he played a very good Harry. Who else can we talk about? Tori? Oh, Charlie's Tori. sister. She was great. She was spot on. Yeah. The long, dark hair. Yeah. The kind of, like, mellow face. Yeah. Tori was, Tori was casted really well. Um, we have the new character, Isaac, and the new character, Imogen. Imogen. Who were both not in the novel. <laughs> Thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I thought. I mean, I kind of get why she was put into the show. It was kind of to make the whole Nick is straight mm. ambiguity kind of thing happen. Mm-hmm. And, like, give them more conflict in the show, I guess. Yeah. I still didn't like her. <laughs> Me neither. And I, I don't think we were supposed to like her. Right. Uh, so I guess she did her job well. But, I mean, also, she didn't really do anything wrong. That's true. She was just kind of there. She just had a crush. Yeah. I, uh, I thought it was, like, an interesting addition, for sure. Um, and like you said, I get, I get the reason that she was there. But I feel like it almost... Her presence almost made me forget about the whole moment that um, Nick had with Tara at Harry's party. Yeah, like because I feel like that almost that was Imogen's whole job, right? Imogen almost substituted Tara in that moment. Yeah, at first before we like learn who she actually is. Right, right. right. It's just supposed to be because at that point Tara was literally just like a girl that Nick liked. Right, back in the day, it's just a way to throw a wedge between. (laughs) Nick and, and like, Charlie. make him straight. Right. So I thought it was, I don't know, I thought it was interesting that they kept, that they brought in Imogen, but they also kept in that scene with Tara. I think they definitely could have taken that scene out and then just introduced Tara as, like, one of Elle's friends. You know Maybe what I mean? So. Maybe so. I don't know. It felt a little, know. like... I think they just kept Tara because, for, like, representation reasons. Yeah. You know? No, I think we should, I don't think we should take out Tara. But yeah. I think that part with... Imogen? No, with, um... Oh, the scene at the party. Yeah. I see. Where, like, uh, where Nick said that, like, Tara was his childhood crush. Oh, right, And, right, like, right. Harry tries to set up them, too. I feel like that was a little bit like you're beating... What is it? Beating the dead horse with a stick or something. <laughs> <laughs> beating the horse with a stick. That happened, yeah. I mean, I guess it also kind of establishes them as friends, though. I that's, guess so. like, the first time they, like, reunite after... I guess However so. many years, yeah. and then that's when he gets more comfortable with, like, his sexuality, and he's like, oh, yeah, maybe, like, I'll tell you first about my relationship with Charlie. Right. You know? Yeah. I just, Imogen, for me, was, like, I understood her purpose, but it was also kind of, like, not needed. <laughs> she played such a big role, I feel like, and, yeah, it wasn't really needed, because mm-hmm. nothing ever really even happened with her. Right. So. Like, he had that whole freak out, but that was just, like, him being a nice person. Right. <laughs> oh, <Ugh>. Nick. <laughs> Just a chronic nice person. I love Nick. <laughs> I, I do, really too. Do. Both of them I really liked. Yeah. Um. Well, now we're talking more about plot, so I guess we should just get into I it. I guess, just move right into the plot. Uh, and there's definitely a lot to say. There's a the lot. We, we, we went through, we did our research. Mm-hmm. And we found that a lot of additions were made to the TV show that were not already in the comics. Yes. Um, so I guess we can talk about that. Yeah. I I guess I expected that a little bit just because of how short 
the, the comics, comics were. were. And really, season two only covers the first two volumes. Yeah. So it covers maybe 45 minutes of reading time. Stretch it over eight half-hour episodes. Yeah. I guess you really do need to add to the plot there. Um, one of the biggest plot points that was not in the comics that was added was the entire sports day, field day between yeah. between the um the girls' school and the boys' school. I think it was Truman <laughs> and Higgs. Higgs. I know Higgs was the girls' school. Yes, Truman was it. the boys' school. Okay, cool. Um, that was a really big part of the show. I think. Yeah, they, they, we had a lot of like um character growth in there. A lot. Yeah. From everybody, I think. Yeah, it was. It was also a good chance, like, for a lot of different interactions to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was. A, it was really one of the only times we see like the boy school and the all girl school like interact mm-hmm. as schools, not just yeah. as like friends hanging out. Yeah. Um. But that was like, and that took up a lot of time in the. TV it was a show. whole episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was watching it, and I was like, "Did I?" miss something i thought it was going crazy i was like yeah. did that happen in the book or... i stopped watching and i went back into my book yeah and i was no, like same with imogen i was like wait yeah is she in the book or because <laughs> I, was... I just miss it because i was like this is like going on for a long time i'm like i definitely either like fell asleep while reading or like skipped a chapter or two and you know what it happens <laughs> but that was not the case um it was just added i think it was a good addition yeah it's definitely a lot easier to add in um since with the comics like you can't possibly like draw out every single little thing that happens right it's yeah and i think they wouldn't be as digestible if she included everything in the tv show in the yeah. comics like they wouldn't be these like quick fun reads it kind of it added a lot more like just a lot more depth to them yeah to all the characters it was really fun to see how like all the other characters like interacted with each other like without Nick and Charlie because we talked about that we were like Mm -hmm. um everything in the comics was mostly from Charlie or Nick's point of view so right seeing like the relationship between Tara and Darcy and like Tao and Elle Mm. so that was really fun yeah and also uh when Elle goes to Higgs is the all-girl school yeah when when Elle goes to Higgs and meets Tara and Darcy we don't get that in the comics we just know that they're friends, friends the right they're friends through this school and yeah we don't we don't get to learn the beginning of Tara and Darcy's like not the beginning but like the beginning of them like coming out and then the beginning of their relationship we don't get any of that in the comics mm-hmm. we just kind of find out afterwards through Elle that it's like hey these are my friends you yeah. know and they're gay yeah <laughs> and they're dating each other um and that was also another big point we talked about in the show that didn't happen in the comics is that whole moment with Tara and Darcy making their relationship official mm-hmm. on Instagram, which Instagram played a very large role in the show. It was so weird to be I seeing like, them text through Instagram DMs. Do you it's think like the you had show phones. was like sponsored by Instagram or something? Maybe so. Because that felt like very strange to me. Very strange. And then like they make the, the whole plot point is like Tara and Darcy posting it on Instagram. Like and was, they have their actual Instagrams up on yeah, Instagram. It's very specifically Instagram. Though. Yeah. So I was like, is there a sponsorship here? Like, I don't know. That was weird though. I did I did find that weird that they were texting through 
through Instagram instead of messages. Yeah. It was so weird. I'm like, you have? It was like, it was like one of those moments where it's like, you know that they're trying to be like, relatable to yeah. the youth. And it's just like slightly misses. Yeah. Like nobody DMs <laughs> casual conversations. Oh. Especially with like your boyfriend or significant no. other. Yeah. That's a messages thing. Yeah. But. I'm trying to see if they did. Hold on. Sold. If they were sponsored by Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested. There's got to be something. Because it was like. I don't see anything about a sponsorship. Hmm. So maybe it was just a creative decision. Listen, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that whole point, that whole part where, like, they do post on Instagram and, like, make it official, like, that really wasn't in, yeah, and the, in the book, comics. They were just described to, like, they just stopped being careful about, like, who they were themselves around. Right. And they just kind of started acting as a couple. Right. There was never really a moment where it was, like, revealed to everybody. Yeah. Whereas in the TV show, Tara just made a whole post about it. Yeah. Which, good for her. <laughs> Girl got balls. Um, another big plot point that it was an entire day that wasn't in the comics was the day that they got milkshakes as oh, yeah. the triple date that Tao and L did not know it was a triple date. <laughs> they got milkshakes and they went to the music concert. Mm-hmm. Which I liked. I liked that. It was very cute. Yeah. It was a good moment. It, especially the milkshakes part, established the fact that, you know, Nick and Nick and Charlie tell everybody but Tao oh, <laughs> that yeah. they're dating, which is kind of awkward. Yeah. Um, And, yeah. Also, there's... yeah, that reminds me. Yes. They left out the fact that um, the reason why Charlie was out at school was because someone overheard Tao. Mm. They left that out in the TV show. Yeah. That's the reason why he doesn't tell him, right? Because he's, yeah. he's going to accidentally yeah. say something again. Whereas in the, the in the show, they were just like, oh yeah, I'm just not ready to tell Tao and like, I want to tell him like, whatever, like, special way. Right. Because he's important to me, blah, blah, blah. Tao is the one. But like... That's pretty important. Yeah, <laughs> like, I thought that was pretty important. That's the reason why yeah. you're out and, like, you were bullied for most of the year. Right. And I think it's, like, I mean, it's pretty obvious that Charlie doesn't, he tells literally everybody but Tao. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, you're kind of, like, why? Yeah, you don't, you don't really get a reason why in yeah. the show. I thought that was important, though. Yeah, that's kind of weird, though, though. I don't know why I just thought about that now. It's true, though. Yeah. It explains a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the reason why he wouldn't tell him. Um, but I liked I liked that scene. I liked that we got to see, like, the couples interact, but also everybody interact. Um, and then the music concert was cute. Yeah. You know, it was a cute moment. The freak out with Darcy. Uh, not Darcy. Well, yeah, Darcy, but Tara. Oh, yeah. Someone calls her a, a slur, I think. Yes, I think or, so. Or just makes fun of her because she's a lesbian. Yeah, so she runs out and then they get locked in the room. Whatever, the closet, whatever it is, the music <laughs> yeah. room. But that it was a sweet moment between Tara and Darcy. It was. I liked that we got to see more of them in the show. Mm-hmm. I think it added. It added a lot. Um, Another really big aspect that wasn't in the comics is Charlie's relationship with the art teacher at the school. Yeah. 
And we get a little bit of explanation about that at the beginning of the uh, TV series. And the art teacher uh, is like talking to Charlie about the fact that when Charlie would get bullied, he would like eat lunch in his room and he would go hide in his room. And that was like really, that was like an important place for him. Mm -hmm. um, and then later in the show, Charlie starts to bring Nick into there. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's so symbolic. And it was such a good addition. Yeah. I wish we had that in the comics. Yeah. It was like, um, I'm trying to get my train of thought working here. What was his name? Ooh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Mr. AJ? AJ? Let me see. Ajay? 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 I don't, did they ever say his name? I literally think he was art teacher. <laughs> Unless I'm forgetting something. Anyway, it was like this whole thing where he was, he's also gay. Yes. And he was kind of like this mentor, like father figure kind of thing to Charlie. And I thought that was very nice. It was very nice to have for Charlie since he was having such a hard, like hard time. Um, yeah. When he came out. Definitely. Or when he was outed. Definitely. But again, it brings back that, um, the fact that they took out the part where he was literally outed by Tao. Yeah. Accidentally. But still. Because <laughs> I think in the show they just say, like, do they even? They, had, they never mentioned they it. They don't, right? They just say mm -hmm. that, like, everybody knew that he was gay and he was, like, the only openly gay person. Yeah, gay openly gay person in the school. But, yeah. That is weird that they didn't address it in the show. I don't know. No, I liked, I did like the addition of our teacher, though. Yeah. And that whole, that whole symbol of, like, once I saw Nick in the room with Charlie, mm -hmm. I was like, mm. Mm -hmm. I was like, he's letting him in, mm -hmm. you know? That's his, like, safe pit. Right. Safe place. Wow. Right. Cannot speak today. And, like, if you think about it, you never saw Ben in there. Yeah. You only saw Nick in there. But he told Mr. Mm -hmm. Mr. Egg. Yes. He told <laughs> him he was ben. his boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. He never actually, like, said that out loud in, uh, out loud. In the dialogue of the books. No. He None was just like, said. I think maybe we might be going out, but I'm not sure. And, like, I thought he was my boyfriend. Right. But he never came out and said, I have a boyfriend now. Right. It was just kind of like my boyfriend who, like, is kind of... This guy who casually makes out with me. Right. The and halls. then never speaks to me again. Right. Yeah. I thought that was interesting, though, that um, there's that, there's, like, the juxtaposition between Ben and, and uh, Nick there. <laughs> and that art teacher heard it all. He got all the tea. He did. Um, another part that, I think it's also another just day that wasn't in the novel was when Charlie and Nick their rugby team goes up against the other school and mm -hmm. just Charlie is getting demolished. <laughs> They're all getting, up, the Truman boys are getting demolished. And it just ends up pouring and then it's raining. Charlie it's so funny in the, in the shows, like these guys who look like fully grown adults. Yes. <laughs> They're playing rugby against these guys. And Charlie had just learned how to tackle. Oof. There was no hope. Somebody and he literally just face planted. And I his think nose he got, got. Didn't he get kicked in the nose or something? Maybe so. It was not good. 
He definitely screwed up his nose, though. Yeah. But um, that whole moment, and then uh, Nick, Nick kind of, like, meets up with him. This is, I... He's, like, taking care of him. Yeah, this was right after they had, kissed. Yeah, they kind of agreed that they were together, but they wanted... Or, it was It was after... Okay. It was the kiss at the party, and then yes. they both went home, and... Charlie was freaking out. Yes. And then Nick came over in the rain and was mm-hmm. like, no, I liked kissing you. I'm going to do it again. Right. And Charlie's like, wait, what? And then they're like, oh, yeah, I want to be a couple. Right. But Nick is like, oh, let's keep it a secret, though, because I'm not ready to come out yet. Right. They're like, okay, fine. Right. So they're still a little, like, they're a little secretive. They're hiding a little bit. Yeah. Um, but after the match, turmoil ensues. <laughs> and um, good old Imogen... Ask Nick in front of the God whole knows team. how many people, the whole rugby team, <laughs> if he'd go on a date with her. And as I would, Nick also yeah. just panics and goes, yeah, sure. I mean, at that, like, what do you, you can't say no in front of all these people. That's you agree. So and then you talk about it later. But of course, when Nick goes to talk about it later, first thing Imogen says to him is, my dog died. Oh, <laughs> I felt so bad for him. Could you imagine? <laughs> I was like, of course if he did. If I was him, I would be fuming on the inside. I'd be panicking. Full on panic attack mode. I feel like the universe really must hate me <laughs> for that to happen. Yeah. For real. But he's just so nice and cool and calm and collected. Yeah. With dealing with it. Because he's just like, you know what? I know what would make you feel better. Why don't you come pet my dog? Right. And we'll talk about it. <laughs> right. Let's have a talk. And uh, it goes as well as expected. Yeah, I think she was pretty understanding. Yeah. Yeah. I think for sure. I mean, I think because he was so nice about it. Yeah. But I think that was a good scene. That was a good scene because it was like, it's just good old Nick. You know? Yeah. You're like, ugh, this guy's the best. (laughs) Um, But that, I mean, that kind of snowballs because when Imogen asked Nick to go on the date, Mm-hmm. Tao and L overhear it. Mm-hmm. And then that causes issues. And and then also he schedules it for the night of Charlie's birthday. Yeah. But he shows up so... at Charlie's birthday. And he stays at Charlie's birthday. Right. He's like, so you know what? I can't make it tonight. Let's he re- talk. He redeems it. But Tao's got a little vendetta. I don't know about you, <laughs> but I thought Tao's kind of annoying. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, like, I get where he's coming from. Yeah. He's truly just trying to be a good friend. He's trying to protect Charlie. And I, I, you know, good for him. Right. But also, it comes to a point where it's like, if he tells you he's okay and you he's have dealing to, with it, you gotta just back off. Yeah, you, you can't to, control him. You have to trust him. I mean, yeah, I get it. Like, knowing, yeah, I guess knowing how protective he is over Charlie, it's like, I, I get the initial weariness. Mm-hmm. But like... But like, after he's like, oh, he's fine. Like, I know him. We're good friends. Right. I feel like you should be like okay right and it's also like he's charlie's your friend it's not like yeah. he's your like kid where like right. you have to watch out for him it's right. like you watch out for him but like you gotta you gotta let him from afar <laughs> right you gotta let him like make decisions and you know if he messes up you know what he learns from right him. he's gotta have those experiences right i mean listen tal messed up yeah and i'm hoping tal learned from it yeah, but it's like Charlie's gonna mess up, and I don't know. Tao, he did like 
it went on for a while and then like even the scene in the bathroom it was mm-hmm. like okay like like he was definitely beating a dead horse <laughs> oh yeah whatever it was beating it with a stick <laughs> beating it with whatever but he was yeah it it, it got to a point where i was like mm, you're making me not like you anymore yeah and especially that scene where again he uh he asked nick not nick charlie to come have lunch with him and Charlie's like, oh, I'll be there in a, in a second. Like, mm. I'm talking to Nick about something. Mm. And he just gets super mad and annoyed. He's like, you know what? Forget it. He snapped. Don't don't even talk to me anymore. We're not, we're not friends. We're barely friends. Yeah. I was like, hold on. <laughs> he literally said he would come right. to lunch with you. Right. Give him a minute. <laughs> it, yeah, it felt a little weird. It's like, there was almost a moment where I was watching the show. And I know Tao was, like, protective in the novel, but... I feel like it wasn't to this extent. It was over. Yeah. And I, I was watching the show, and I was like, are they totally going to change it and, like, have Tao? He's in his villain era. Like, yeah, like, completely, like, I don't know, like, turn on on uh, Nick and Charlie, or, like, yeah. or is he going to say something that, like... He definitely has, like, some sort of, like, anger issues in the oh, show. Oh, for sure. Because then he gets in the fight with he gets Nick. He in a physical fight, yeah. Not Nick. Freaking... Harry. Yes, That's Harry. <laughs> Sorry, there's so many names. <laughs> yes. Tao and Harry fight. Um, and then after that, Charlie comes out and he's like, Tao, what is going on? Like, are yeah. you okay? And he's like, don't even talk to me anymore. Like, this is your fault. Yeah. Why is he blaming this on Charlie? He was not there. Tao really, he seemed a lot more aggressive in yeah. the show. Mm-hmm. Um, And like, they do have like, Tao and Charlie have their little reconciliation moment where they're yeah. like, you know, I'm I mean, sorry. they are besties for the rest of you. They are. I mean, they're they seem to be very close friends, and you know, Tao seems to actually care about Charlie. It's it's all coming from a place of reaction. Yeah. yeah, it just it was a, it was a bit much. Yeah, compared to the Tao in in the graphic novel for sure. And also, I thought it was kind of like kind of hypocritical that. Like, Tao was coming at Charlie for, like, spending time with Nick. But, like, Tao had L. Yeah. So, like, why are you... I guess because L wasn't at the school with them. Yeah. But, like, poor Isaac. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't he just, like, not want to be around him? He got no. so mad that, like... <laughs> like, what do you think about it? Like, he got so mad that Charlie was not going to come eat lunch with him, but, like, Isaac was right there. Yeah. Like, come on now. And, like, the whole movie night thing. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Isaac fully was just like, no. Not coming. <laughs> I don't want a third wheel. <laughs> Listen. But, I mean, that was also, like, the movie night between uh, Tao and Elle. That was an addition that we didn't get to see because Charlie or Nick weren't there, mm-hmm. you know, in the novels. But I found that weird. I was like, I was like, you got a little girlfriend going on. Like, why can't Charlie have a little boyfriend going on? Right. Like, why do you have to be so possessive? But also, he didn't know that Nick was... I guess so. Sure. I guess so. And that they were together because he was last Well. Oh, man. Tao was definitely not my fave. No. Not my fave at all. No hate to Tao. No hate, just not much love. <laughs> not my cup of tea. Definitely not my cup of tea either. Um, Who is your favorite character? That's tough. I was thinking about that. Um, I'm hesitant to say anybody other than Nick or Charlie, just because 
I feel like okay favorite character in the show or in the graphic novel because I feel like that is very different in the graphic novel I'm hesitant to say anybody but Nick or Charlie because I feel like we don't get a lot of the other characters yeah Yeah, like I feel like I don't know much about them like I know the role that they play I know the reason they're there I know the relationships between them and Nick or Charlie Mm -hmm. but it's like I I don't really like I don't really know them as a character like they're not fleshed out so it's I feel like it's tough for me in the graphic novels in the show um I don't know in the show I liked I liked that we got more of Elle yeah I liked her mm-hmm. I thought she was good she was good for Tao mm-hmm. because I feel like she was the totally the opposite she definitely kept him in line yeah she was a, a lot more chill and a lot more like and she would yell at him and mm-hmm. I was like good like he needs to be yelled at every once in a while yeah I liked her um I don't know I really just like Nick and Charlie though like I loved I loved their like their repertoire I guess yeah I really liked it like I think it it worked really well it didn't feel weird it didn't feel rushed a lot of times that's the issue I have when I'm reading romance is like I can clearly tell that the author is sticking to a very specific trope where it's like happy girl and moody boy or like (laughs) enemy and lover and, and then like childhood friend and lover and it's like I can clearly tell that and it's like I like a good trope every once in a while but like I hate when things feel forced Right. That is my least favorite thing when reading romance. And so I like that these two didn't feel forced. Mm-hmm. It felt very natural. Yeah. Like teammates to like friends to then eventually lovers. Like it just, it felt, it Even felt if like they, they were flowed. strangers. Like everyone knows the little like school crush. Right. When you walk in for the like first day of school and you're like, oh, that guy's kind of cute. Which I have to say, I need to make this announcement now. I know you feel this way. <laughs> The scene in the show, in the first, like, five minutes, when Charlie walks into the room and gets the assignment next to Nick, the entire scene was legitimately shot by shot the same as the scene in Twilight, (laughs) when Bella walks in and she sees Edward. That's all I have to say. At least Charlie doesn't smell. (laughs) That's true. There is no smelling. But up until the point, like... Charlie walks in, he sees Nick from afar, and Nick is gazing out the window. I was like, I've seen this film before. <laughs> and I Taylor loved Swift. the ending. <laughs> so, I don't know if that was intentional, but it was just funny. It was just funny. I really, it was all I could see. I felt like I was watching Twilight. The, the, it, all it needed was in the best filter. Way. Yeah. We love Twilight. Oh, love. I was, I was so happy to see that cinematic parallel. <laughs> Exactly. It really warms my heart. But anyway, yeah. Like you were saying, it's ve- it felt very... Organic. Super organic. Which I loved. Because I think if it was, if it felt forced, I would have cringed my way through yeah. mm-hmm. all four volumes and mm-hmm. cringed my way through the TV show. It felt like something I would experience in high school. Yeah. Like 100%. And I liked, I liked that their relationship, like, it didn't feel forced, but it also, like, it felt super true to like their age yeah exactly it felt very youthful and it Mm -hmm. felt very like first crushy like Mm -hmm. nobody knows what the hell's going on like it felt it felt so real yeah I like that she didn't force anything and I like that she didn't like 
Because clearly we're an older audience. Right. So I like that she didn't cater towards us, if that mm-hmm. makes any sense. Yeah, I like yeah. that she catered it towards the age of her characters. Because mm-hmm. I, I think if she, like, made it move too fast or, like, made them feel too comfortable together, it's like, you don't feel comfortable, like, with the first crush. It's like, no. it's the worst thing. It's the most awkward thing in the world. It's like, <laughs> nobody feels comfortable during that. No. Oh my god, it was so sweet. It was just reliving that. It's just so yeah, fun. It, it was it, just so fun. It made me, like, flash back to high school a bit. Which was scary <laughs> at some moments, but... <laughs> I know, it's like trying to block it out. But, I mean, she did her job. And, you know, she she really does a good job of, like, making the characters grow with their age, too. Because, like, the mm. whole plot of, like, volume three and volume four... Is like a lot of very heavy, heavy topics that yes. you very much could experience in high school. Yeah, they're topics that I guess you maybe wouldn't fully understand or you wouldn't really address until you got older. Mm-hmm. And so it makes sense that they come later. And it makes sense that they don't know anything about them. Right. And like they have to do the research and it shows them doing the research and everything. Right. Yeah. It's very, it's very honest. And I think there's going to be a season two, right? Yeah, it's confirmed. And so season two will, I think season two will be three and four. So I guess we can. I'm excited. Yeah, we can watch season two and then we can do another episode. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, but yeah, those are really the main, the main plot points that the show had that the novel didn't. I guess I didn't expect, I didn't expect the plot to Deviate a lot. Yeah, I I I don't want to say deviate much, though, like because they deviate from. Yeah, because there weren't like a lot. There were a lot of moments that I when I was reading the book, I tabbed because I was like, I'm very excited to see these in mm-hmm. the show, mm-hmm. and they were exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Like the moments when the dialogue was exactly the same. Um, in the first book, especially, it was like a lot of the first big moments between Nick and Charlie were in the show. It's like when they first interact. The Penix incident. Yeah. They have they have the snow day. The snow day. That was all so very accurate. Um, the bowling. Bowling was very accurate. The cinema date. Yeah. I mean, all of it was like, the moments that were in the show that were in the novels, it was like identical, which I liked. Wait, talking about the cinema. Yeah. Um. Was the part where Ben comes up to him again in the parking lot in the book? I don't remember. Um, I feel like that was added in, too. Because Charlie heads out after, like, having this emotional um, encounter with Harry. Yes. And he leaves to go to the parking lot. And then Ben comes up to him and he's, like, he's just talking about him, like, not, like, making out with him anymore. Right. And he kind of, yeah, he confronts him. And that's when he was like, oh, yeah, like, I, I oh, wait, no, was that at the party? Um, when does he confront Ben? Or does he confront him both times? I think he confronts him both times at the party and in the parking lot. I think so. I'm going, actually, right now to look. Uh, that was volume two, I believe. Yeah. Let me see. Okay, we're at the cinema. I didn't even know that. Oh, actually, no, I did. Just kidding. Don't listen to me. <laughs> So we get a lot of... But yeah, it was, it was interesting how persistent Ben was. Because it was like this whole thing where Charlie realizes that Ben doesn't care about him or his feelings. Right. And for him to keep coming back to Charlie and like 
asking him why he doesn't see him anymore. Like, that hints at him, like, caring that he doesn't see him anymore. Right. So it's, like, weird. I don't know. It felt really, I mean, I mean, it was really manipulative, but it that's right. kind of what it was like. It was like, I don't like you, but, like, why don't you like me? Right, right, right. <laughs> like, I have a girlfriend, but, like, why don't you want to kiss me anymore? You know? Yeah. Um, and I did look back, and the scene with Ben in the parking lot did not happen. We just get the scenes of Charlie and Nick in the cinema, Charlie leaves, and then Nick is talking to Harry, and then the fight just punches him in the face. Yeah. So, that was an addition. Yeah, Ben, I think Ben, Ben was a little bit bigger of a role in the TV show. Yeah. I was kind of surprised by that. You know. He should have been. He played his role, I guess. Whatever. He was definitely a foil for, uh for Nick. Mm-hmm. So I guess from a from a from that perspective it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I guess I see how it is. <laughs> yeah. Um but anyway. I think for plot that's pretty much the gist of it. Yeah. Do you have I'm, any overall thoughts about either the book or the TV show? I I just, like, overall, the adaptation of the novel to the TV show, I feel like I really liked. Mm-hmm. I liked, there were a lot of things I liked. I liked that, like I said, the moments that were in the book that they carried over to the TV show. I liked mm-hmm. how similar they were to the book. I liked that there were certain, like, pivotal moments that they kept, because it made me remember back to the book. But I also liked how... There are a lot of times that I watch adaptations that there's a lot of stuff added in and I'm like, why? Yeah, like, like it was definitely not needed. Why? And a lot of the times it happens with longer books and they add stuff in, which ends up giving less time for the stuff that's already in the book. And then a lot of the book is sacrificed. With this, it's you don't have that issue. Mm-hmm. So I liked the add-ins. I feel like they it enhanced it. Yeah. I feel like if they, if, if they didn't add in any scenes or any moments or any characters, mm-hmm. it legitimately would have been like an hour long mm-hmm. and that was it you know like it worked because there wasn't so much heavy plot in the graphic novels right so i liked it though they had a lot to work with yeah i, I definitely also liked that they kept in some of like the comic book transitions yeah like they have the little leaves that swept in like the little flowers that popped up and like even when it was like a turmoil scene like the end credits were like those broken edged yes panels yeah thought that was really cool. I liked all the callbacks, especially. And, like, the moments when there's, like, Nick or Charlie, or I think even it happened between Tao and Elle one time, they were, like, feeling, like, mm-hmm. tension or whatever. It yeah, was, like, yeah. the sparks. Yeah. I liked that. That's because really it, cute. It, remind, it drew me back to the fact that, like... It's a comic book. It is. It's, it's a comic. Um, yeah, I did... I just overall felt like it was... It was an adaptation where the show complemented the books mm-hmm. instead of like completely watering them down mm-hmm. it was really good yeah I feel like I don't have any, I don't have many complaints about it even as a book um I think it was really really good at um representation mm. on all fronts yeah like they had a lesbian character a trans character right bisexual gay yeah and like it's very much like kind of like a handbook almost because they do a lot of research yes or Alice puts a lot of research in her actual comics yeah 
and it's very nice to have like that kind of thing out for people of that age who right are just starting to like question all that and like stuff like that right so I thought that was really important and really really nice to have yeah I think that even that even added to the fact that it like it felt so natural mm-hmm. like it, it felt like if you took a look at like a high school classroom <laughs> like when I tell you when the scene came up of uh Nick typing in the am I gay <laughs> I felt that <laughs> Uh, but the I lo- BuzzFeed quiz, I can't... I love that she included stuff like that. Because th- it happens. Like, yeah. that's real. <laughs> yeah. I like that she didn't make it... She didn't make it feel like Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Or like... Yeah. Right. It just felt so natural. Yeah, I- like, even with, like, researchy type of stuff in dialogue, like, it didn't feel cringy. Like, sometimes I feel like mm. it's too much. Yeah. And it's turning more into, like, a PSA. Yeah. And because like then you get pulled out. Yeah. I, there wasn't, there really wasn't any moments where I was watching or reading that I felt very, pulled out. Yeah. I felt pretty immersed throughout the entire thing. It was a very well written, well mixed in. Yeah. Kind of situation. Yeah. And yeah, like I said at the beginning, I haven't read many graphic novels. So I was kind of nervous of like, if I would really like feel into it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I thought she did a great job. For somebody who's not an avid graphic novel reader, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. 10 out of 10. Very good. Well, we said 9 out of 10, but okay. That's true. 9 out of 10. (laughs) 9 out of 10. So yeah, thank you to Alice. Yeah. I think Heartstopper. Yeah. thoroughly enjoyed it. I am excited. I'm excited for season two because I feel like volumes three and four, like you said, they covered a lot more and Mm -hmm. a lot heavier topics. Yeah. So... I'm interested Definitely to see. trigger warning. Oh, yeah. Episodes. Yeah. I think she even, she even puts them uh, whenever there's like a. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm sure, I'm sure they'll give a little bit before the show, just so you kind of know what you're in for. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I am interested to see how well the content, like, works with the way that the show is filmed. Because mm-hmm. the show felt very, like, it felt very light. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But what, I did notice that in the show, Charlie kind of starts showing those symptoms of trig warning. Yeah. <laughs> um, anorexia. And yes. eating disorders. Yeah. He started to show those, like, oh, I don't want to eat right now, or, like, oh, I'll eat later. Right. Stuff like that. Right. Which didn't happen in the books until, like, volume three and four. Which I I, I appreciate that. Yeah, because then it, it, it makes for a smoother transition, I think. Yeah, because I think if they just, like, spit that out, first episode of season two you'd be like where did this come from right and it would feel clunky and it feels like it is very natural and like it's yeah. kind of snuck in there a little bit because i feel like if you didn't read the book or anything you wouldn't have you a wouldn't clue. no you would have no idea that anything's happening or that that's something that's significant right yeah i uh they definitely made season one with the intention that season two would happen right yeah which i think is i think was definitely the way to go because mm-hmm. now i feel like it'll feel so much smoother yeah, and even if they hadn't had been, like, renewed or anything. It wouldn't like, have really made a big difference. Right. Yeah. Like, it was just kind of, like, thrown in there. Right. So, yeah. That's pretty much all we had to talk about for Heart Stop. We have been talking for quite a while, <laughs> so we should probably wrap it up. But, um, I, I definitely enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It's definitely different than what I usually read. So it was, it was nice to have this little break and... 
create a, something a little out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Expand. Yes. Get more into romance. Expanding my horizon. I'm trying. <laughs> Maybe Alice will get me in. Because there are, Maybe there so. is. There's think, more. There is more. Yeah. She has more books, but then I also, also think there's another novel about Nick and Charlie. Yes. Which I heard about this week. Mm -hmm. And I might research a little bit further to Maybe see so. if it's up my alley. I don't know. It's definitely going to be up your alley, though. Oh, yeah. You read it and then tell me if I should read it. Okay. <laughs> That's how we'll do it. Then we also have to read for <laughs> future episodes. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess let's wrap up this episode and then we can talk about surely what's going to come in the future episodes. So thanks, guys, for listening. And we'll see y'all next episode. See ya. Hey guys, tune in for episode three, where we'll be covering The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. One of our all-time favorite books. Such a classic. And an even better adaptation. We will be covering the movie adaptation with Leonardo DiCaprio, Tobey Maguire, and Carrie Mulligan. <laughs> so it's going to be an exciting episode. It will. So, so see ya. See you then.